too. I read once musicians don't retire. They stop when there's no more music in them. Well, I still have music in me. Absolutely positive about that. town. I am your host, and my name is J.S. Lawrence. Sorry, got sidetracked on my own show. Playing a little doom metal type riff today on the little opening guitar thing. That's because that I have Matt from the band with her without you and we did a pretty cool interview and they have got some news for you so it turns out they may not be with uh black doomba records anymore i don't know i guess that's kind of up in the air and then uh matt talks about having some uh new members from up northeast they're in alabama and uh so talked about kind of how to have a, how to have half your band in Alabama and half in like I, th I think he said Vermont or something like that. So that's kind of a challenge for anybody, but I guess they're gonna gonna try to do it. So anyway, basically uh, North Alabama is where. Uh, with or without you is out of he talks about how close he is to Chattanooga Tennessee and all that really not really far from where I'm from where Georgia and I'm from the northwest corner of Georgia kind of so uh you go up there kind of Tennessee Alabama and Georgia all meet in the same spot in one spot anyway and it, what's weird is if you ever drive up 75 north out of Georgia into Chattanooga, Tennessee. I don't remember if it's before Chattanooga or right after when you start heading towards Nashville. 
it was like a split in the highway there, but it, uh, you'll actually go into Georgia, you'll go into Alabama, then you'll go back into Georgia, all within a little five-mile stretch on Highway 75, so that's, that's kind of cool. But anyway, so he's from up there. So what we're going to do is play... A song or probably one song from With or Without You. With or Without You is technically the uh, only people in the band that's ever been in the band twice. I mean, what the hell did I just say? <laughs> He's the only, With or Without You is the only band that's been on the show twice. That's what I'm trying to say here. But um, last time Matt wasn't on. So, master guitarist, kind of the guy that handles a lot of the writing, maybe all of it. I know most of the writing. So, he'll talk to you about that. Show It says they're uh, coming March 12th to Chattanooga, um, Tennessee, so if you're down that way. I'm kind of reading on their Reverb Nation page. I don't even know if they still use that anymore, but it doesn't matter. They, he, uh... Matt tells you how you can get it, um, get all their uh, information from websites and social media and all that. Talks about some guitar stuff that he uh, that we talked about a little bit last time. Like I said, vocalist um, was on, and uh, this time guitarist. They're a good band though, with or without you. They're a doom metal band, so just keep checking it out. Like I said, I'll play a song on the show today, so you can check it out right after the interview maybe I'll put it right before the interview yeah I'll do that so you'll hear me talking to you right now I'm telling you this is a high tech show got it all together I got my script right here you can tell anyway that will uh, I'll play it after this after you hear me uh, bullshitting here into the before the interview Hope you keep uh, listening to the show, support the show at jeff-lawrence-48 on Venmo. Um, if they ask for the other four numbers, like your phone number or something, 1353, you can support the show directly where I record it for, which is anchor.fm. Have you heard about Anchor? Oh, I already did that. Um, anchor.fm slash jeff-lawrence. So... Definitely, you can go there and support the show. You can do $5 a month, whatever you want to do. Maybe even $1 a month. I don't know if that'd be worth the charge it takes out of your bank account. But uh, definitely uh, try to support the show. This is like show 74, maybe. I think I want, I want to say 74. So getting on up there, I've been giving you guys lots of content and had pretty minimal support, to be honest with you. Depends on who's on, how many people listen, but as far as supporters, I've got a few uh, really good ones that I appreciate, and I think they actually do listen to the show, and what's going on in the world, don't think I'm going to do any pro wrestling talk right now, um, trucking, you, know, you guys don't give a shit about that, politics, I guess this was the craziest week in politics, maybe I don't know since when, since Nixon, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't um, too young to remember what really was going down there, but I don't think it was anything crazy like this. So the, the right-wing guys stormed the Capitol on January. 
sixth. So uh, you guys all know it. You guys seen the footage. I don't need to go over it, but uh, love to hear your thoughts on it. Go to the um, Southern Man Western Town podcast Facebook page and just shoot me a direct message, and we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, craziness going on at the Capitol. I guess Trump finally admitted that he lost the election, in which he did. I don't until some high court says that there's cheating in the election I ain't buying it um so if there I know there's there's always some fuck ups in the votes you know like mistakes mostly probably human mistakes not computer but there ain't I can tell you right now there ain't 8 million mistakes <laughs> I mean this election wasn't even close Mitch McConnell said it wasn't even close and it wasn't Trump got handed to him he just wanted to He's gonna, they were going to cheat. They had cheated a lot less subtle than that. They just beat him by a few points. Mm. Not uh, not something that you wouldn't uh, believe, but it, was a, it wasn't even a close election. I don't want to talk about politics too much um, because, uh, you know, a lot of you that listen to the show are probably right-wing. Some of, a lot of you are left-wing. You're all, mostly all dudes. There's a slight female demographic listening to the show. They show me a little graph and it kind of shows you who's listening. And I can tell you it's a perpetual pickle party most of the time on the show. Very few females, age group, basically dudes older than 35 and them and up, main audience. But I appreciate all of you. and All, all the five top countries, U.S., Canada, Australia, Ireland, and Germany are the listeners, main companies, or companies. Some of them probably are companies, countries that listen to the show. Anyway, I'm going to play you out here with something else. Kind of weird. I don't know what it's going to be. I always improv the stuff. Then I'll get to you with the interview with uh, Matt from uh, With or Without You. And that's With or Without You, not With Her, Without You, or not With or Without You. It's With Her, W-I-T-H-E-R, Without You.
Spencer's sophisticate from with or without you.
All right, joining me on the podcast right now is Matt from With or Without You. How are you doing, man? I'm good. Now you guys are the you're kind of kind of the second or kind of the band that only band that's been on here two times. But I know last time I interviewed Colton, the, you're a vocalist and you're a, you're the guitarist and the producer and and all that stuff, right? Yeah, I noticed that uh, last time he was on. You know, he didn't know any of the technical aspects of it, or you know. He doesn't. I I do all the business part of it and all the producing and stuff. So, yeah, and, and that was one of the things I first noticed when I was listening to you guys is how good the uh, production sounded on the on the CD or, or on the tracks. You know, and he didn't. Yeah, he didn't know. He said you did it all, but he didn't know how to talk about it. I guess. Um, and if I remember correctly, you guys are in like northern Alabama, right? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, well, we're, we're kind of spread out now. Uh, we parted ways with our drummer and bass player. So the new drummer and bass player, they live in Connecticut. Oh, really? That is spread out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how, how's that work? And how, how do you, is it just doing recording well, over Zoom and stuff or? No, uh, you know, since Corona, you know, Corona's, made a lot of challenges in recording here lately and you know i especially don't you know we have a new baby and everything so i don't want a whole bunch of people at my house my studio so there's vsts you can use for remote recording where i can record him from here and he just sets up at his house in connecticut okay what about when they uh yeah, I know a little bit about that. I mean, I'm not, I don't know a lot of technical stuff either, but I do know you can do that. And I know I had on a, I know I had on a guy from Canada, a country singer that recorded at the same place I recorded it when I lived in Georgia, but he did it that way too. Um, but how is that going to work when you guys finally get back on the uh, out there live again? 
Well, uh, the way that we have it planned, like we have a string of shows coming up in February. Um, we're going to do probably like three or four in a row. Uh, and then we're going to go to Connecticut that next month and do a string of shows up north. Well, that'll work out. So, so they're, they're coming down to your area and then you're, then you're going up to theirs? Exactly. Oh, that'll work out good. Actually, the metal scene's probably a little better up there where they're at, I would imagine. But The the scene for what we do, the doom scene up there, is incredible. Yeah, it's always been a little more a little more accepting in the metal up there, up that way. Um, yeah, because I, like, I, I kind of got introduced to you guys through Tommy Stewart from uh, Black Doom, but you guys are still with them, right? Uh, you know, at this at this juncture, we're not really sure. Um, you know, after losing the drummer and the bass player, it makes that makes labels nervous. Yeah. But you know, we've spoken we've spoken to Tommy and everything. We're going to try to go ahead and release the album that we had for them. And uh, you know, we'll just go from there. But you know, Tommy's got pretty strict rules about bands touring and all that, and he's right yeah yeah he likes to keep it in a certain area too but you know when i first met him i was there uh i used to be the guitar tech for them back in hallows eve days back in the late 80s actually and uh we had to yeah we had to we had to drive all the way up to connecticut and places like that to to get gigs back then you couldn't even wasn't anywhere to play in the south doing that kind of stuff yeah, yeah, he he told me, you know, he's. I think he's from Atlanta proper, and he said that that's what he was telling me was, you know, back then there wasn't anywhere to play in Atlanta. No, there was, well, there was one place, but it was like a punk rock club, and they, it was a weird deal, like the skin, there was like skinheads back then, and they, uh, if you had long hair, they wanted to kill you, so you had to be kind of, it was weird oh. playing in the punk rock club, but uh, yeah, we had to go to, oh, yeah. I think Philadelphia was the closest place to play at back then we had to drive all the way to philly and detroit and i know we did uh new haven connecticut i think and new york and stuff it was weird it was about it was a lot to do with the uh just being in the bible belt a lot of the uh a lot of the christian groups back then were against everything metal and plus that that was a new kind of metal it was like uh, I don't know. They were just calling it thrash back then, and nobody really knew what it was anyway. A lot of the rock clubs didn't even know how to how to even handle it. <laughs> so. Oh, let me tell you. Uh, here in Alabama, the town that I'm from in Alabama is called Center. Really, really small town. And uh, the band that I was in before we started this one was a black metal band. Yeah. So I decided to rent a venue in Center and put on a show. And it was, we got, when we got there to unload equipment, there was already people across the street protesting the show. <laughs> That's weird. Um, yeah, I, I know how that is. I know where, I think I know where Center Alabama is. I think I've been there. I can't remember. Um, yeah, it's the Wild Lake area. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, there's really nothing there besides the lake. Not for real. And a couple, you know, a couple thousand people. Yeah, I think I went there. I was playing with a. I actually started playing country music back in the nineties, and uh, I think I went there doing that. You can still get there. Was a lot of gigs, a lot of places to play if you play country music. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, it's weird here, and uh, I live up in northern Utah now. I've, I've been out here about six, fifteen, sixteen years, but and you got the Mormon Church here, but it, they're different. They don't really care. There's a kind of a pretty good metal scene here, and they don't like the Mormon Church. They don't really ever pick at anything. They uh, they're kind of they'll kind of get involved in abortion issues and stuff, but they don't really. As far as the, the way they work, yeah, I, yeah, it's weird. I lived in Utah for a little while. I lived in Ogden. Yeah, that's where I live at. <laughs> that's weird. That's crazy. How'd you end up here? Is it military or? No, uh, actually, at, at the time, I had a friend uh, named Mike who lives up there, and he, uh, me and him were, we played Call of Duty together. I used to be really into video games, not so much anymore, but, you know, we played games together and stuff like that, and, you know, at the time, me and my, my ex-wife were looking for a change of scenery, so he was like, well, why don't you move up here? So we just took off up there. Did you like it, or did you, uh, I guess you didn't stay? But... <laughs> No, I mean it's it. We I liked it. It was, I, I it was a big adjustment for me from a really small town to that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but I mean you know uh, the circumstances of us coming back was you know at the time my ex wife's father passed away so we had to come back and deal with that and yeah my uh, we had a uh, only one son at the time and he was not adjusting to the altitude well. <laughs> yeah, it takes and that a cold, bit. man. That cold was something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can get used to that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm sick of the snow, and I'm kind of ready to get out myself. But I'll probably be here another year or two at least. Um, it, it, it's one thing about the snow, but the snow up there is like flush. So you're walking around with your feet wet constantly every time you step in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to do these classical guitar gigs where I'd have to carry, I'd like carry two different pairs of shoes with me and, and uh, have to change shoes before I got to the front door of the gig. But uh, yeah, we're, we may uh, we may end up going back to Virginia. I don't want to go back to Georgia. I, uh, my wife's from Virginia, so we may end up there ourselves. But um, yeah, you might, you probably know right where I'm at up here. I don't know. How long did you live up in Ogden? Uh, for about four months. Oh, okay, it wasn't very long then. But I'm on a I'm on a road. I, I live kind of in the northern part, but uh, I haven't lived here that long. I've lived all over Utah, all over the whole state, and then I, I ended up going back to Georgia for three or four years and coming back here again. But uh, I found well, out when I went. Uh, we were living in uh, Riverside, I think is what it was called. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's probably twenty minutes south of me. I'm up in the north. But yeah, I went back to Georgia for a little while. It just didn't seem the same as places I left it, and I didn't really, didn't really like it anymore. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, Tommy from uh, Black Doom, but he's been there his whole life. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. But they, you know, they do a lot of tours up in Virginia areas and stuff, Maryland and stuff. Hopefully, you guys can get back on. Hopefully, it'll all work out. Mm. Um, oh yeah, we're. I mean, we keep plugging away no matter what. So I mean, we have the we have an album that's ready that was ready for release with Black Doomba, and now I think between everything we got now, we have another album's worth of material ready to go. Now, since the last time I talked to Colton, what what you guys have released some stuff since then, right? Because that was like in, uh, that was back in out, April. Like, we put out some snippets. Yeah, we put out some like snippets of the album. Uh, we cut a video for the single for that album. 
which we're going to go ahead and we're going to be putting the video out here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, uh, getting with the production company and making sure everything's good to go. And then we're going to go ahead and post that to like a watch party. Okay. That's cool. And then, uh, we have another track now that's for the album after that, that I'm fixing to release too called Traders. Okay. Yeah. That'll be cool. You got to keep me, keep me updated on that. But the album with Black Doom is the one you had already recorded, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's been recorded and ready to go. Okay, what about um? You said you were you had some shows in February. Where are those all at? Uh, we got one in uh, Chattanooga, and then we go to Huntsville, Alabama, and then from Huntsville, Alabama, we go to Mississippi. Uh, I do believe around the Biloxi area. Okay, uh, I can't remember the name of that venue to save my life right now, but. Uh, and then we'll go from there. We'll probably end up, uh, they just opened up like, uh, the venue in Jacksonville called Brothers, which is kind of like a historical venue that place has been open since the 60s. Yep. So we'll end up back there after that'll be like the fourth uh, show in that string. And then we'll get a couple of weeks off and then we'll head to Connecticut. That's not a, that's some pretty decent places to be during February in <laughs> Biloxi and in Jacksonville. You won't be too, you won't hit, you won't hit too bad of weather. You might hit some snow in Chattanooga, that area, but I don't know. Chattanooga. Yeah, well, I only live like 30 minutes from Chattanooga. Uh, the house that we got is in Fort Payne, so it's just like a little, uh, about 30 minutes up by 59 here in Chattanooga. Yep, yep. That's a pretty decent little town. I thought about it, thought about even moving there once. My, my dad and brother live in Cartersville, Georgia. It's like an hour south of Chattanooga. Yep. So you're not far from there. Um, but let's talk about uh, let's talk about you for a minute. How how um, when did did you start this band? Or did, did I know you had some bands before that? Probably. When did you start? Yeah, we. Uh, I actually did my first tour at 16. Uh, I actually left home and went with a black metal band that was out of Aniston. I went and auditioned and they called me the next day and was like, well, we don't know how you're going to do it, but if you want it, it's yours. And I was like, well, <laughs> I guess 16, but, uh, you can legally band, do it. Yeah. <laughs> they were all, they were all much older. And the drummer that I'm working with now that just joined this band, he was the drummer for that black metal band. Okay. What about, a? So what did you? How long have you been playing? Have you have you been playing like long before you were sixteen? Or no, I, I gotten started. Uh, I started playing guitar because I was playing drums first, and I actually marched the uh, first chair snare drum at Collinsville High School. And then uh, I met some uh, some other local guys, and uh, his dad was a guitar teacher, and. Uh, so I started, I picked up guitar like right after that. I think by the time I joined my first band, I was only been playing for a year. Okay. Picked it up pretty quick then. And then, yeah, yeah. His dad always said that he, his dad said, you know, that I was, I picked it up pretty naturally. So when you first started playing though, you probably didn't go directly into black metal. What were you playing right when you first started? Um, you know, when I first started it, uh, there, my the guitar teacher that I had, he was a blues player. So, you know, it was uh, a lot of stuff like that. And, uh, a lot of 90s alternatives, which he was a big fan of, which, you know, after I started learning how to play it, I became a fan of it too. I mean, 
I, I still listen to, you know, a lot of like Allison Chains and, uh, you know, Boo Boo Dolls and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, and, uh, that's good so, stuff to start with. A lot of power chord stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, some of that stuff, uh, God, what's the name of that band? Um, yeah, they did that song, She Talks to Angels, and I cannot remember their name right oh, now. Oh, yeah, the, uh, Black Crows. Yeah, he uh, had me learning a lot of that stuff. Some of their stuff is incredibly technical and weird tunings, like um, like opening tunings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually went to school with those dudes, the uh, the two uh, brothers, the singer and the guitar player. I went to high school with those guys. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, he had me learning a lot of that stuff, and a lot of that really prepared me because you know I was already into metal. So, but he was, you know. He wouldn't even let me use a distortion pedal until I learned my scales and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's good. That's a good way to teach. I I used to teach for a while too, and I used to always tell them if you can't play it, if you can't play it clean, it ain't gonna sound that much better when you get the distortion pedal on. <laughs> you can hide behind the distortion oh, a little bit, but you should be able to play. I, it I remember I, when I cut my first album with Divine Black and Path, which was the black metal band that I was in. You know, the first place, the first place I took it was to him, and he just looked at me with such disappointment. He was like, "How could you go <laughs> to doing this?" You know, there's a lot of fly picking, and you know, he was like, "I'm proud of you for doing it because you said you were going to do it." But he was like, "Boy, I don't know if I can get into that." <laughs> yeah, it's hard for some people, but you know, when I when I used to teach guitar lessons, the best students I had were metal guys. Like guys would come in and trying to learn Shadows Fall solos and stuff because there wasn't any you know the, there wasn't really any solos in a lot of the other stuff so there wasn't wasn't no. that one. yeah it's now, we run we run a few now like i was always you know i pantera was one of my favorite bands growing up so of course you know like if you listen to our uh with or without last album the one we put out earlier yeah. uh well it was in 2000 it was early 2020 like february 2020 yeah and uh, you listen to some of that. There's some solos in it, it and it, if you, they're pretty much like dime bag solos. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did play two of the songs on the last show that uh, Colton was on, on the show. Um, yeah, I think it was uh, Paradox and Apathesia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so you, you listen to those, like, because I, I was never really for that because I always thought you know solos were kind of like self gratification. You know what I mean? But yeah, they are they, they a lot of times. They, they can be. It, it just depends on... A, I always think it just depends on if they fit. You know, sometimes they fit with the song really good, and it has to... kind of needs it. But yeah, I know what you're saying. A lot of the old 80s hair metal stuff, they just stuck one in there after the second chorus every time for just... I don't know why. <laughs> it just didn't need to be there. Well, like most of the ones that we use now are like... Uh, you know, we'll break off into like these clean... These kind of like really uh, jazzy kind of tangents sometimes. Yep. And it, we'll use like clean tone solos and stuff like that. Something really light and mellow. Yep. So that, you know, stuff like that, we can make that work. But sometimes, man, it's just not, we don't throw them in there just to toss them in. Yeah, and that's what a lot of metal guys do. They, <clears throat> that's the reason I quit playing heavy metal. I used to play metal in the 90s and, I got so sick of it because it was always, everything was the same. It was always intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, two choruses. 
<laughs> Every song was the same, same format. Exactly. <clears throat> and we try to lean away from that, uh, you know, and do something, especially, I think we're the first band of our kind from this area. Yeah. So, and really nobody even knew what, you know, when we started doing Doom, it was like, people really didn't know what to think of it because especially I don't look as doom from that American aspect from like the black Sabbath aspect. You know, that's the thing about black doom buzz. Most of their bands are like that. They're like sludgy and, you know, yeah, you guys sound a little different than a lot of the other ones on there. Yeah. When I think doom, I think of like the, the European version of it, kind of like a post metal, like the black metal aspect of it. Yeah. A lot of like Norwegian stuff. Um, Exactly. Like most of the bands that I listen to, like like My Dying Bride, Funeral, uh, you know, bands like that, that it's a little bit more heartfelt, I guess, than some of the sludge is. Yeah, yeah. What about um what about tuning? Do you guys do you guys are you guys drop D or are you lower than that? Or do you just No, play? uh we don't play we don't do anything in drop, everything's done in uh C standard. Oh, okay. That's cool. So it's still low, but it's kind of like a regular tuning there. Yeah, uh, I was pretty adamant about doing uh, being in standard because, I mean, I feel like everything has been done and dropped. You know, there's really no way to be original that way. Yes, yeah, like I had one band on here, and they tuned down to, like, drop A. or It's crazy. It's way down. You can't – I mean, really all you could do at that point is just kind of play kind of Sabbath riffs on the E-string, you know. Um, and when you're playing that low, it makes your recording a nightmare because, you know, no matter what kind of how good your gear is, that bottom string is going to just flop. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand. You're I having to that. use multi band compression just to get that under control, and then you got to worry about everything else in the mix. Yeah. And what I've always thought about that, too, is by the time you get to your second or third record it's all pretty much going to be the same at that point when you're that low down exactly there's some of them that do it well uh i know uh, one of tommy's bands Dagle and morning those guys got it down yeah yeah i've had those guys on too yeah they yeah they were uh that might be the band i was talking about they tuned pretty low but it seemed like they went and had their guitars mm-hmm. like uh you know set up to be that low you know what about um? Yeah, which we you know, right. we I mean we use pretty standard equipment. You know, both of us were running Schecter guitars, and uh, I use a lot of Line Six stuff. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you next about what guitars you use. So you mainly use Schecter, is or is it seven string or? No, I, I got a six. I the my preferential guitar that I tour with is uh, my. I got it earlier this year. It's a Damien Six Platinum Series. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, with EMG 8185s. And then do you use a Line 6 amp, or are you just talking about when you record, you use a lot of Line 6? No, I, I can't. Uh, I actually just got the uh, Line 6 uh, Spider 5 MK2, the 240 HD. Okay. That's probably, that thing is powerful. Yeah, I was about to say, that thing probably sounds kick-ass. What about um? Yeah, and I paired that with a eighty-seven, a nineteen eighty-seven Randall Celestia Pack cabinet. That's cool. What? Let me. Uh, I was going to ask you too. Uh, 
when what made you get into do to, to recording it yourself kind of thing and being the the engineer and the producer and everything you just I, out of there being no other way pretty much <laughs> like uh at the time really it was it was like you know we we knew we didn't have the money to go into a studio and at the time i kind of knew my way around a daw from producing some uh electronic music here and there right so I just kind of tried to transfer what I knew at the time, and, you know, we did a five-track EP, which, you know, I don't know how it came out as good as it did because we had we had nothing to work with. You know, it was a, a month in the recording before we even got a mic. Oh, really? <laughs> it came yeah. out good, though. Yeah, and I, like I said, you know, the it's like I think the more I've learned about it, because it, you know, the past year I've concentrated on my production and trying to get it right, and it, it seems like they got worse. My recordings got worse the more I learned, and you know, I'm just now starting to shake out all the extra stuff so that I can figure out how to get them back in line. Yeah, I think it's a, it's kind of changed a lot, you know. I don't I've never been into that part of the of music. I don't even know how to do any of that. But uh, yeah, I just thought it was I thought it was kind of funny the last time I watched like the I don't know if it was the Grammy Awards or the American Music Awards or what, but they had all these uh, producers and engineers awards on there, and like I think like Billie Eilish's brother won the thing, and they recorded it on a laptop in her bedroom. <laughs> All these other guys had five million dollar studios and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, that's. I mean, that's how we. That's how we did the first EP. Was just my laptop, and we recorded it at Colton's house in his kitchen. That's cool. Um, do you? Uh, are you? Do you like record other people too, or are you just kind of just doing your guys' stuff? Or well, up until this point, like uh, it's just been you know recording us, but now like uh, at the, starting at the beginning of this year, I've or this next year, my studio will be open, so I'm going to be recording other people, too. I actually have some other groups booked. Yeah, because I wanted to talk to you about that myself um, after uh, to find out that, because I'm a smooth jazz guitarist, really. I mean, that's what I like to do, and that's what I do now. Um, and I'm trying to just record over some, uh, I guess you would call them backing tracks, but I don't want to, like, take other people's backing tracks. I've been trying to get studios to kind of create me some backing tracks almost like you would do like a hip-hop artist like where you know where they would because they don't they would just go over and rap over it, but i'd be playing guitar melodies over it and uh i don't know if that's something you could do i've hit up three or four studios so far and so far two of them said they didn't couldn't do it one of them said he's too busy to do it the other guy the only way he'll do it is if he can partner up with me and change the name and put it out under his thing and all this so i don't know maybe that's something you can help me with no, yeah, I could. I, I mean, I, I don't have much, uh, you know, probably experience with jazz. Um, you know, if you could send me some reference material, I'm sure we can do something. Yeah, I'll send the latest thing. It's not really jazz what I do. I get smooth jazz, but it's not like, like most of the jazz players don't consider what I do jazz. It's just uh, you'd think of it as like elevator. You'd think of it like Kenny G, but on the guitar. <laughs> It's not really like a bunch of horns and stuff going on. Um, so all I need is well, like... Well, the town that the town that we live in, uh, up in Aniston, Alabama, yeah, they, there. uh, there's a guitar teacher there. He just, uh, he actually just passed away, but I know he did a lot of the stuff for like the Weather Channel. 
yeah, and that's the kind of thing I do. But it, um, and I've got like twenty something albums out already. But I used to go in and record it all myself. You know, I'd go to a studio, pay them, pay a drummer to come in. I would do the rest of it. But it would just got. I don't want to do it that way anymore. I, I kind of want to approach it like a rapper or a hip hop artist would, and just have the tracks already there. I don't care if they're generated well, off the computer. I'll, I'll tell you the best possible thing you can do is there's a program from Two Track called Easy Drummer. Okay. And it, they actually have a drummer come in and they sample his kit and like uh, all the MIDI files you get are played by a drummer so they're humanized. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I was. So I, I, it's I'm, not so mechanical. I'm not. Yeah, and I don't. But I don't really even care if it is. It's just a. I don't care if the. You know, it's already stuff that came off another record or whatever. You know how they sample different things. So I don't. I don't even care. It's just uh something to get my guitar melodies onto. I'll, I'll shoot you over what I've, I did something on a one called a Band Lab or something like that. And I'll uh yeah I'll shoot you over that track so you'll see what I'm talking about and then we can uh. Maybe we can work something out. I can shoot you. If you're on Venmo or whatever, I can just pay you through there. You can shoot me the track, whatever. Um, oh, yeah, that, that's not a problem, man. I can I can definitely do that. But I would probably build them from the ground up using, you know, like uh, the first EP that we did, the one that had like Lila and Creature, all that was done with Easy Drummer. Okay, I'll check that out. I, I uh, But I'm like, like I said, I'm like, as far as recording stuff, I don't. I mean, I can barely work anything. I've never even been able to put anything on a four track. I uh, I don't know anything about it. Um, when that's, I can't, I think that's the more that's the harder aspect of it for a lot of people. And I, you know, I had a leg up when it comes to that because I have a degree in computer software engineering. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't. See, I can't hardly do any of that. I, I when I when I was playing when I first came up, you couldn't. There wasn't anything like that. I mean, you just had to save up four or five hundred bucks and go in a studio and, and do a song or two and then hope it came out right yeah if i'm walking past that's what we did is uh see the singer owned a tattoo shop in aniston and uh you know we would have this guy from heflin come in and uh he would come in and set up in the back of the tattoo shop and record us there okay that's cool though um but and, and i wanted to i know what i wanted to ask you we talked about the two songs i played on the show last time when Colton was on, but I've been asking a lot of people this since then. Like, what if I? Because a lot of times, you know, I've got listeners over, and I got a lot of listeners in Australia and Ireland and stuff that may not be familiar with you guys, and that's kind of why I do this show. I, I do this show mainly just to introduce other people to to good music that they may not come across. Um, but I'll usually only I used to play two songs on the show. Now I only play one because I thought playing two was almost kind of doing the band a disservice because they you know people may just listen to those two songs and um so now i'm just kind of playing one so they'll if they're interested they'll go over to spotify that way you guys can make a little bit of money but uh what i've been asking people is what's the what's a, like one song if there is one that you, you could point everybody to maybe i'll play it on this show like uh that that would kind of sum up what you guys are about like say one, you know, because that's how people are now. They only listen. Sometimes they'll just listen to one song. If they don't like it, they never go back to it. And if they do, they'll, you know, they'll stream the rest of it. But well, to me, it comes down to like probably two tracks, um, or maybe, or you know, uh, either Lala from our EP because that EP, that EP was so gritty. Like I felt like it was more us. What was it called? The um, 
the EP was called uh, The State of Things Let's Embrace. Uh, it's on Spotify and all yeah, of that. Yeah, the, I meant the song you just said. I couldn't broke up. Oh, uh, Lila. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll play that one on the show then. Uh, real Southern, really gritty, man. Uh, the chorus to that song is, I mean, that's the song that really, when that track first came out, is when we had record labels knocking at our door. Uh, that one actually came out on an Amsterdam label called Caparoto Records. Oh, okay. That's cool. Well, maybe I'll play that one now because you know I've noticed that a lot of times I'll just if I if I get the song right on here they'll they'll go over and stream. I've had other artists uh, text me back. Say, now, so yeah, our last album we actually had a vocalist from Australia. His name's Andy. He has a one man funeral doom project called When Hearts Wither. We actually teamed up with him and had him do the vocals for a track off our last album called My Dying Breath. Yeah, yeah, I did listen to that one. That's cool. Um, and I meant to ask you this earlier. Who is the new, uh, who, are, who are your new drummer and bass player? What's their names? Uh, well, Justin, Justin Vincent's the new drummer. Uh, the bass player is a friend of his. I think his name's Scott. Um, we're, we're going to attempt to do this thing kind of like Tommy does, where we're not going to just have one drummer and bass player. The only constant in this band is going to be me and Colton. Oh, okay. And we'll just do higher guns for the rest of it because we've just had no luck with other people at this point. Yeah, you might. Um, yeah, it's hard where you guys are at, but but maybe uh, I don't know. You may could get some guys out of out of Atlanta or Florida or something <laughs> where there's a there's a bigger bigger uh, population. Well, and that's, you know, when I when I approach Justin about it, you know, I think Justin will probably be with us for the long haul because he understands it. Yeah. Yeah, not it, it. But, you know, as far as a bass player, we'll probably sub him in. Yeah, it can work out that way because uh, I, I had a band on a while back called Cruel Bomb, and they had, they, there was like two of those guys were in Indiana and the other two were like in Michigan, and they were doing the same kind of thing. They were just kind of doing their tour where it would, uh, along that line, going from Indiana to Michigan and back, and it was kind of working out, so you never know. <laughs> if anything, it's a way to kind of spread yourself out, you know, to yeah. get us out of the South and you know, put us in front of some people that appreciate the music a bit more. Yeah, and I think, um, like I said, I think you guys will do well up there in Connecticut when you guys get up there. It'll, it'll go over pretty well. Do you guys kind of promote it as like a southern kind of doom metal, or I always wondered if anybody did that. I, I know kind of Pantera kind of did a, kind of put theirself out there as a southern band, but we do to a point. Uh, there, you know, when we're when we're called on it, you know, we don't shy away from it. You know, when some of our first tracks came out, they, you know, people were like, "Man, that's some southern sludge," you know, because our first that EP was it was it was really sludgy. Yeah, but it had a lot of like lighter aspects to it than Sludge. But you know, a lot of people called that right away that you can tell we were Southern. Yeah, and that's my favorite thing being Southern guy myself. I like I'm always looking for that. Um, um, but yeah, that's cool. Well, man, I've, I've kept you on for a good bit. Let's uh, is all your uh, give all your social media out and stuff again wherever you guys can, where everybody can find your YouTube channel and all that. 
Yeah, we have a YouTube channel. You can search us at Wither with Apps You on YouTube. Uh, our SEO through Google. So if you Google us, we're the first people to come up. Uh, we're on Spotify, Deezer, anywhere that you listen to streaming music, we're there. And you got, and I, of course, got the Facebook page and probably at, or an Instagram and all that. And we're also on Bandcamp. Uh, you can buy merch and buy our albums from Bandcamp uh, and physical copies if you want them. Yeah, I got to get a T-shirt still. Colt, Colton was supposed to send me one six months ago. <laughs> yeah, we got some new designs being worked up because that first one we did was uh, it was really plain. But this time we actually teamed up with a company out of New York called Cleaver Clothing. Okay. And uh, they're doing a new design for us. We're going to make us some new batch of shirts. Okay, that's cool. And then you, and then you said that you're going to have a video out here in a couple of weeks on YouTube channel. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to come out on our YouTube channel. But we'll probably do like a Facebook watch party. I'm gonna we're gunning for not this coming weekend, but next weekend to do the watch party. Okay, and then your new uh, newest album. How long do you think it'll be for that? Uh, we're we're working that out right now. It shouldn't be no more than a month. And whether it comes out via Black Doomba or we do another self release, because I mean, we can do or we put it out through that Amsterdam label again. It will come out in the next at least by next month. Okay, that's cool. Let me uh, shoot me a shoot me a line on Instagram or text me. You got my number now, whatever when it does, so I can be sure to let everybody know on uh, on this show anyway. I sure will. This one. This one's, uh, this album, man, I, I really feel like this album is, you know, this is what we should have been doing from the start. This album is going to be, it's a head turner. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely want to, hell, I just, I, I should just probably get you go, get you back on the show when it comes out so we can talk about it. Um, so just, right on, I'm down. All right, man, well, uh, stay safe out there and keep your baby safe and, uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. I'll be, uh, I'll, uh keep track of you guys and i'll shoot you over a, a text in a bit with that one track on it i was talking about that I, and maybe me and you can do some uh do some business definitely man i'll, I'll do that for you okay yeah i'm definitely and i'll do you got you probably have venmo or something like that i can just deal with it that way right yeah yeah well all that stuff can come after you're satisfied with what you get yeah i'm i'm easy <laughs> all right man well i uh i'll talk to you soon i appreciate you calling in and uh Right. Looking forward to the new stuff when it comes out. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. It's done. This thing, this tuna, looks boring. Stop having a boring tuna. Stop having a boring life. Welcome to the world of Black Dupa Records. Featuring the doopy sounds of Dave Moore. You don't have time to make breakfast. Breakfast to go. And you're gonna love my nuts. Watch.
All right. <clears throat> Hope you enjoyed that interview with Colt. I wanted to say, almost said Colton. Matt from uh, Weather Without You, Southern Man, Alabama. And he actually used to live here in Ogden, Utah for like a few weeks. So that's very weird, but connects the show together. Hope you liked, uh, if you like heavy as shit music, then that's what you got with Weather Without You. So check it out. How'd you like the song? I think I said, I think I called it Sophistica or something. I think it's, uh, what is it? What is it called? It's a Sophistica. Yeah, Sophistica. I think I, I called it Sophistic something else. I don't know what I called it, but it's a good so- song. I think the, I think they were, I think it was yelling at me, telling me to go to hell on that song or something. I'm not, I'm not sure, but it's good heavy band with or without you. Check all the social media for them. Um, uh, I was just listening to them on Spotify, so go to Spotify, with or without you, W-I-T-H-E-R, without you, and it's going to do it for the show, um, always find me on all the platforms, Apple, Spotify, all that, you can find my music, J.S. Lawrence, or Jeff Lawrence, and also... The, you can listen to this podcast on all the platforms, too, as well as Spotify. And like, review, follow, whatever you got to do, whatever you, it tells you to do. Go to my YouTube channel, um, Jeff Lawrence Lessons, youtube.com slash Jeff Lawrence Lessons. Getting ahead of myself. And J, thejslawrence.com, if you want to go to my website. That's about it. Um, follow the uh, go to the Facebook page for the show, Southern Man Western Town Podcast. And I don't want no gigs. My I had a gig for two days, and then it got and it got canceled. I know, man. But I wasn't. It wasn't even because of COVID. It was just a scheduling deal. But I almost had a gig. Had a hard time finding a bass player. Hit. I used to find bass players pretty easy. Now I hit them up, and they don't they don't get back with me, or they're not feeling comfortable about the COVID deal. Don't blame them on that. And still trying to get the uh, Smooth Jabs project off the ground. I have to talk to other guys a little under the weather. It's not COVID, I don't think. I have to get in touch with him. It is still happening. Uh, we talked about uh, Matt on the on the show today with Weather Without You. He may build me some tracks. That'd be cool. Looking for anybody else out there that can build me some tracks, too. So, anyway, you know, I got a friend. He's only, he's a young guy. He's way younger than me. I'm how old as his dad was. Um, But you should check it. If you like hip-hop rap stuff, kind of like Eminem, Russ, that kind of thing, go to, uh, or uh, even Yellow Wolf, which I like. Check out J-Cubs. I think it's J-A-Y-K-U-B-Z-Z, J-Cubs, on Instagram and SoundCloud if you get a chance. Some good, uh, he's putting out some new, good new rap stuff all the time. He mainly uses SoundCloud, so check him out, friend of mine. That's going to do it for the show. Hope you enjoyed uh, the interview with Matt, and certainly encourage you to go check out With or Without You. They've got some... uh, shows they're doing and he uh he told you about those 
and you can just Google it, but I went to their Reverb Nation page, but he did, I don't, didn't, a lot of people don't really use that anymore, and I don't think they're, they may not be current on it either. Um, I haven't even logged into mine in years. I think it still says I'm the number one band, and I might be the number two band in central Utah, and I think I was the only band, so only band in that, there is that they didn't even in a town, it's like 100 people up in the mountains. And I think I was the only band up there. <laughs> but I'm number two, I think, on Re Reverb Nation. So I don't know how good that is. But anyway, take care of each other and uh, get the vaccine if you can. And don't have a civil war if you can take, if you can, uh, if you can help it.